should hop into it because the other thing that was awful last week was the intro where I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was like paralyzed. Um, okay. Which was how we got the really bad tarot segment. So. Yeah, it kind of spiraled. It spiraled. It was really bad. It was really bad listening back. I was just like, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I only listened to it because I was like, well, maybe this could be salvageable. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And then, no, it was actually worse. Um, we will never hear it, though. No. Anybody who's listening. No, nobody's going to hear it because I fucking cut it out. I needed to. I needed to cut it out much like the uh, the cancer of Malignant. Ooh. That's a good segue. Um, thank you, thank you. Uh, so that's a good, that's our horror harvest this week. Malignant from uh, director James Wan, uh, which Ian picked last week. Um, oh, you're, you're already throwing the blame on me. Yeah, I am. I am because you famously famously pick all of these, and you definitely pick this one. Um, <laughs> I blindly picked this one. I picked that's this true. one before the reviews even came in. That's true. That's true. Um, I put my trust in James Wan, and he right. failed me. Because you sent me you sent me a message on Tuesday, and you're like, "What do we do?" If, it was something like, "What do we do if uh, I can't finish this movie?" Yeah, no, I was like, "What? What if I can't get through this?" Yeah, and then so I got to about ha- the halfway mark, um, because I watched it uh, last night, and um, I was <laughs> I was kind of in a similar boat where I was like, "I'm like I, I was like thinking." When I started it, I was like, all right, well, it just at least it shouldn't be boring because I was like, the worst thing this movie can be is boring. And mm-hmm. I got to about the halfway mark and I was like, I'm so fucking bored. This movie yeah, is I'm, so boring. Yeah, when I sent you that text, I was about 45, 50 minutes in. <laughs> and I was bored to tears. There was absolutely nothing going on. Yes. I was so fucking bored. Mm-hmm. I just didn't give a shit. I didn't care who these characters were. Uh, like, you know, it didn't matter. There were no good scares. And there wasn't even any good, like, action or anything going on. No. The story wasn't interesting. Like, there was, there was fucking nothing. It was- the only thing, the only thing I took away from the first half of that movie that I was, like, enjoying, I was observing how good the hair of the two lead actors is like you know the two sisters uh yeah they both they have, have the same hair ha- they both have the same haircut it's um, weird because they, they do both have the same haircut and then another character that you learn their identity later on has also the exact same haircut yes yes they all have like just this like straight hair and then bangs mm-hmm. um and then it's funny though because the two sisters and we're gonna go into spoilers because who gives a fuck? Um, you find out that like, like around that fifty minute mark that uh, they're a, they're adopted sisters. They're not blood related. Um, and it's like, and then I realized like, oh, you know that they're not blood related because one of them is brunette and the other one is blonde. Yep. <laughs> but they have the same haircuts. Hmm. Um. This was so like this was so weird because it doesn't have anything going for it until the last 20 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Um like for as boring as the first half 
even a little bit more than half of this movie is. Um, it it is not boring for the for the backstretch. Um, I can say that much. Yeah, and so it's it's really a case of why is this movie two hours long? Oh, totally. Why? There's no reason for it. It's not like the 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 mystery is all that. Like it's kind of obvious what's going on. Um throughout the whole thing like in mm -hmm. one way or another and it just takes so long to get there for no reason right for no reason because you're not unraveling a mystery you're just waiting around for the characters to run into the mystery yeah um um for it to you could say fall out of the ceiling <laughs> i almost so. turned it off i almost turned it off at that point i honestly did i honestly did that was so fucking mm -hmm. stupid. There's so many moments yeah. like that, um, where it's like, but that was the that was the topper, where it just like, and like it's a, it's a it's it's a dumb horror movie that doesn't act like it is. Yeah, that's I think the main problem I have with it, because um, I had seen people make comparisons to like '70s Italian horror. No, 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 no. Right, and no, no, and no. the. <laughs> Right, and I can see in places where inspiration was taken from that style of horror, but the problem here is that this movie was so self-serious. Like, it took yeah. itself seriously, where I feel like a lot of it could have worked if it had leaned into, like, the campier side of it. Right. No, see, whenever it opened, and it opened with that, like, sort of um, almost TV-like uh, credit opening... Which mm -hmm. I was, I was like into it in the beginning. I was like, okay, this is going for almost like the um, fuck. I'm so bad with names. The Netflix, the Netflix, uh, the Fear Streets, where yes. it's doing that uh, extended opening. It's like sort of letting you in on the vibe in the world. Uh, you know, it's going through all these like medical clippings of what's going on. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. it's setting the it's it's supposed to set the tone. Um, and for like where Fear Street, the first one was like, okay, this is 90s slasher. And the second one was, this is 70s slasher. And so I thought this one was going to be, this is going to be 2000s, um, like sort of edged out post grunge, you know, like continuation where it was going to be like, this is like Final Destination or the kind of, kind of really bad um, slasher sequels, you know? Like, mm -hmm. like, that's where I thought it was going. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, and it's not that. Like, it kind of is, but it doesn't actually commit to doing that. No. Like, like the, the, the killer is, you know, he's like, he's like leather clad, you know, like a lot of that shit would be in the 2000s. And it's got like this thumping techno thing at, at times, but it doesn't really commit to like doing that. Because it takes itself so fucking seriously, it wants to be like this serious thriller, where it it it's too it's too bad to be that. Yeah, I feel like maybe there is a disconnect between screenwriter and director because James Wan didn't write the screenplay; somebody else did. Right, but he came and, up with the story. Okay, it's just there is a total mismatch. Um, it's it's so drastic that it just like ruins the movie almost yeah um, i mean it's not the only thing that ruins the movie because like you said a lot of the dialogue writing was really rough mm -hmm. 
Uh, you don't care about the characters. Uh, the pacing was horrendous for for a, a large portion of <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and then there were just like jokes like thrown in. Um, but like it doesn't fit the tone. Like even oh, even doesn't. even in the scenes, it's like, well, why are you joking right now? And like it doesn't it doesn't release any kind of tension that they're trying to build up either. Because all often there is no tension, but it's like it's like you want there to be tension in the scene, and then it's like you're kind of quipping, like it's like Whedon quips, like mm -hmm. it's, it's like, like a lot of that. A lot of that surrounded the um, detectives, right? The investigators, yeah. and it's like okay, you're looking into this serial killer case, and this woman who is being traumatized every single night, and was just then you're just then beaten you're, by her husband. Was just beaten by her husband, and then you're throwing and out one liner. Lost her pregnant child. Mm -hmm. Lost her pregnant child. You know what I mean? She she was pregnant with a baby, and she lost the baby. Yeah, um, she had a miscarriage. Yeah, um, and and then you're throwing out one liners, yeah, and you're having like these quirky little um, dynamics between the investigators, and it just it's like whiplash. You just, yeah, it's it's two different movies. Yeah, so strange. Mm -hmm. Uh. And then, and then there are just moments that, like, I don't think it was meant to be a quip. But then, so the scene before the the woman falls out of the attic, like where they're doing the the repression memory, uh, the hypnosis, thing. yeah. And then, so Discount Wanda Sykes, the other detective, um, she she comes to the conclusion or whatever. That the audience has already known for like half an hour. And she's like, wait, you're telling me that it, it was like a straight up um, like iced tea thing from Special Victims Unit. Where like he just does the like, you're telling me that this is what's going on. It's like, yes, mm -hmm. we, already, we already know. We've been. Yeah, known. it's like it's, it's <laughs> as if she was like, like almost staring down at her phone and then decide to look up and he listen to the conversation for the first time. Yeah. It was like, like actually pay attention. It's like, Oh, this is what's happening. But, but the, like the camera zooms in, like that was supposed to be the reveal. Yes. It's like, no, we knew this. We knew all this already. Like, why is this a scene? We knew all this. We could piece this together 40 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Why is this movie dragging like this? And it's like, Oh, it's to set up the woman falling out of the attic. And yeah, and it's like okay, this is this is really dumb. But then they're taking it seriously. So like, okay, I'll take it seriously too. Um, if the killer was in the attic, then how come nobody could hear him sharpening the knives and all the shit and the woman screaming, um, and like all that shit. Hmm. Um, and then I have another problem with okay. with the basic plot. Um. So you know how she's the killer. Like this is this is this is deep spoilers, but who gives a shit? Because this is not a good movie. Um, so she's the killer because she's got a twin sticking out of her head. Okay. Yeah. That's the <laughs> that's the big reveal. But yeah. So she also gets quote unquote visions of the murders that are occurring. Hmm. So, but she isn't there when the murders are occurring. But it's her body. Mm -hmm. But other, the, her sister was there whenever she was getting the vision. 
Oh, see, was she? Yeah, remember she like some... she runs into the bedroom whenever the the guy in the hotel is getting murdered or the the apartment, wherever that building was. Oh, okay, so that's like a continuity problem there. Right. So it's like yeah. this red herring where it's like, oh, it can't be her because she wasn't physically there. Mm hmm. But she was because it was her body doing the murders. Right. The visions are just um, this this parasitic twin repressing her uh, you know, consciousness and putting her in a different place so that she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but, but, then but, she, her but then when she snaps being, out of it, hmm. the sister's there. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't pick up on that, but that seems like a bit of a plot hole there for sure. Right, and it's like if 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 this, if this leaned into being, you know, campy, like who gives a shit? Ah, uh, yeah, you wouldn't have to nitpick like this, right? But it's taking itself seriously. Mm hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think the one thing that did work only justification for this movie existing is the cool idea like aesthetically of the um of the parasitic twin when it's in control and then it's like going around slashing people up and just like the whole visual of like when it's turned around seeing her lifeless yeah. face on the back of its head it's just a very cool like it's a very visually cool character and like monster right yeah but you don't get um, there until the last 20 minutes exactly yeah it's far too late um which like i was engaged with it when it got to that point because it really just like fell off the handle like it, it was finally just, looked it, it finally looked cool there was something to look at yeah it went nuts yeah because um, like in the earlier part like you see the murders um and then i was like curious i almost paused the movie to look i was like is this a pg-13 movie because, mm -hmm. like, you see the murders, and there's, like, a little bit of blood, but, like, you don't really see anything. And then when the detectives, like, go to the murder scene, they kind of don't show the bodies for the most part. You kind of just see the detectives' reaction. They're like, oh, like, Ooh, that's rough, you know? Yeah, so, so yeah, it's <laughs> weird, because uh, for a movie that, that leans in very heavily to the gore in the, in the back, uh, you know, the final yeah. act, um, you have, like, for example, the older guy i think he worked at the facility he was like a doctor or he worked with a doctor yeah yeah um he's like in his apartment by himself and he gets killed but the perspective when he's getting killed is is the cameras underneath the bed and so you actually see none of it you, you just hear it yeah so i thought so. this was like like and that was like so much of it felt like a made for tv movie mm -hmm. because i didn't know any of these actors and that's fine but like they weren't very good um and in in the beginning until the last 20 they didn't really show much of the the kills uh it was just it just felt like kind of cheap mm -hmm. it did um in fact it felt so cheap that when the woman is pregnant um and maybe this isn't me misunderstanding like biology, but she oh when she she's got, pregnant when she got out of the she, bed, she gets out of the bed yeah. and the her stomach is like sideways sideways so you can tell it's it's a prosthetic. Yes, I caught and, that too. I caught that too. 
Yeah, it's like stuff like that. Yeah. It really stands out um, when it shouldn't because this is a studio horror film with a pretty decent budget, I have to imagine. From a, from a filmmaker who's made DC comic movies. He's you know, a big so. deal. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the biggest quote unquote, like, you know, horror directors. Like he's like the Conjuring is like the biggest franchise. Mm hmm. You know, and so is Insidious. We discovered last week he did the first one. Yes. Uh, that's fallen. Uh, he off. also directed he also directed Saw, by the way, the first Saw. Okay, yeah, which is, yeah, he's which is very okay. Good. He's like the biggest two thousands horror dude. Yeah. Like everybody's allowed a stinker, but this one It's stink. it's just it, it's disappointing because when I was hearing the early reaction to it before I'd seen it, people were like, Well, this is just very silly and gory. I'm like, okay, James Wan is proving that he can do that. Because, like, when I was watching, especially the second Conjuring movie, Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that I liked about that a lot was, like, the set piece. Yeah. Of the house and, like, the different, like, it it felt like Mm Spielberg-esque way he was doing that. And it's like, okay, so if you're getting really, like, goofy and gory, um, I could see him pulling that off really well. uh, No, I was expecting that. Yeah. Like, at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) Just didn't happen. No, didn't happen until the very end. And even the sets, the sets felt just cheap. Hmm. Yeah, very generic. And that awful, Although, well, that the one awful thing, chase sequence. One thing that was pretty cool, but they really didn't do much with it, was the um, low level, like. So they're in Seattle. Yeah. And one of the characters that gets kidnapped is uh, like a tour guide. She's going over these undergrounds. Um, they so I know that they built on top of them, right? So it's like underneath you can still see like different storefront shops and stuff from like probably like a century ago. Yeah, like old Seattle. Yeah, they built yeah, on top old, of the old city. Yeah, yeah, like that was really cool. It's just that they really hardly did anything with it. They only had part of that stupid chase sequence down yeah. there, and they filled most of it with a smoke machine. Which looked awful. And like the choreography of the chase was really silly too, because like the uh, creature keeps going in through these little. Um, so he'll beat the cop around the corner and he'll sneak into this little like, crevice, but then yeah. the cop just like magically knows that he's in that crevice and he follows him directly down there. So it was just very like poorly thought out. It was so goofy. It was so goofy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, there are a, a couple last things I want to hit you with. I, I don't know how, how much more you, you have to say. Oh, um, no, go ahead. So I want to send you a quick image real quick. Sure. On Discord. And I want to get your thoughts. Um, what is this image from? Uh, you'll know. Oh. <laughs> okay, now, so we're looking at Joker from from Persona, correct? Yes. Yes. Now, <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's not surprising that your mind your mind went in this direction. Um, but to me like <laughs> It's just, it's just a leather jacket. Okay, but he's also do like, he, the, yeah, the kill, like he's doing these flips and shit with the little uh-huh. knife. 
Okay. You know. Yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from with that. Um, I'm not. Like I'm I said, not... the one thing, the one thing this movie did have was the, the whole, like, just the the head of that thing. Yeah. Where you have the the twin popping out of the back of the skull. For most of the movie, it's covered by hair because that would reveal it. Right. Um. That was very cool, but yeah, the rest of the character is really just like a leather-clad, uh, very quick, um, very nimble uh, acrobat. Sort of like <laughs> acrobat, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not saying they copy. I'm just think it's very funny. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing, uh, I want. <laughs> The other thing I want to bring up is, okay. do you know how last week where I had the um, the crazy notion that uh, Climax might have been uh, making some sort of statement about abortion? I do remember that. Um, <laughs> so, what, what do you, what, uh, did you have any takeaways from this one, maybe? I did not. No? I, no. are you, are you talking about the... Miscarriage, the miscarriage aspect of it. Yes, yes. Um, um, so in like in the case of this movie, I think there was no political statement, yeah. no intentional no. political statement being made. Okay, I yeah. think the point of the miscarriages was to later on reveal this parasitic twin, the fact that this parasitic twin was like, I guess. Well, no, it's not that the parasitic twin was jealous of, like, her having a kid. It was just that it was feeding off of these fetuses. I think it was both. Okay, so it was, yeah, it was jealous, and it was feeding off of these fetuses to gain its power. Yeah. It's just a plot device. Yeah, that's really all it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, do I think you should use a woman's trauma as a plot device? No. no. <laughs> yeah. But that's um, all I think it was on the part of, like, whoever wrote the screenplay. No, I do agree. I do agree. I just think it's funny that uh, two weeks in a row. Yeah, no, that is. I, I thought of that, but I wasn't going to bring. I wasn't going to. I was. Up. I was. Of course. Um, no, but I do have a serious um, sort of comment about that, which is mm -hmm. that there's the reveal sort of at the end where the sisters like, no, the miscarriages were caused by your parasitic twin, and not your right. husband uh, abusing you. Oh yeah, yeah. Which. That's at what the, you would initially believe, yeah. At the eleventh hour, absolves the abusive husband for beating the shit out of her. Uh, well, I don't which know if it does that by proxy. I don't know if it intentionally does that. <laughs> like, but it I don't does. Think it, I mean, I don't think it's trying to like reverse any of the shitty things. But that it's the just. Did. But it's like we didn't we didn't need any more evidence that the parasitic twin was a bad guy you know well, that's true that you is know true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like we didn't it's it wasn't really necessary uh, yeah i mean i feel like the main character's trauma and the shit that she goes through is not explored in much detail it's kind of just like thrown to the side yeah so I mean, ultimately, one of the messages is like, you know, we're family, whether we're, you know, by blood or not. And they have that nice moment at the end, the sisters. But like beyond that, there's really not much explored with her, like her family life or anything like that. 
Okay, you know what? I take back what I said about there not being any um, messaging or theming. Because you know at the end where she's like, she has that moment of the consciousness with the twin. And she's yeah. like, no, this is my body and all that shit. Mm -hmm. um, it's my body, my choice. Oh, you think that's... I didn't really get that from, from that line or anything. But. but then she's like, no, it's my body. I could do everything that he did. Well, that's just explaining how she turned the tides. Like, that's just explaining how she took control and, and defeated him, right? And can now have the same superpowers that he does? Right. With her body? Mm hmm and that she can now have a child. <laughs> I don't know. Um <laughs> it's so it's so messy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't I, I mean it doesn't help that like the character has no personality going on. At all. None of them do. None of, none them, of them, do. them. None of them do. But like to have it be like your sort of like your protagonist that you focus the movie on. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a mo <laughs> there's a moment like when they're trying to do jump scares like early on. Where she's like walking down the stairs with laundry. And then something just like runs by her hat like in front of her like on like across the stairs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she just kind of has no reaction to it. And then just kind of keeps walking with her basket of laundry. Yeah. And just kind of keep look, keeps looking around. And I'm like, are you going to, are you going to do anything? Are you going right. to like even make a face? And there's just nothing. Just nothing. It was so weird. Like, yeah. Like it just, it just felt like a TV movie. Until the last 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, safe to say we're not going to recommend this one. Um, no. Unless you want to skip ahead and see some some decent, um, like, gore in the in the back twenty minutes. Yeah. But, yeah. Check that out on YouTube. <laughs> like. Sure. You know, uh, because otherwise you're wasting two hours to get there. So should I announce uh, next week's Please. film? Please. Yes. All right, so next week we are going with uh, now. This is mostly I haven't seen this one. Um, okay. I've heard a lot of great. I've, I've heard a lot of great things about it. I've been wanting to watch it. Um, it could very well be like horror adjacent. Mm -hmm. you no, know, it might not be a direct, directly like a horror film. I, I, we're not going to get technical, right? It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay, so this one is called "I Am Not a Witch." Okay. Um, it's from 2017. It's directed by um, Rungano Nioni. Um, I can give you a quick synopsis. Sure. It is this film. Let me just pull it up real quick. Okay, so the first child is taken to a traveling witch camp where she is told that she should cut the ribbon and attempt to escape. Crossing the witches is a bad idea, and she risks being cursed and transformed into a goat. Mm, okay. Sounds so, interesting. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be next week's uh, film. All right, look forward to it. 
Now it says this movie is um, available for free on like that, you know, that free streaming service Tubi. Mm-hmm. So it is available on there. I don't necessarily recommend that because they do have a lot of ads, but mm. um, okay, that is one way to watch it. Sure. But yeah, uh, looking looking forward to that. Hopefully, it's a, a nice rebound from uh, from this from this week. Yeah. Um, do have a quick dead letter. Let me pull that up. Great. Um, I got this one also sent into the publishing email. Um, and I don't know why or how. Um, the headline or the you know the 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 what's it called? What do they call it? An email? What is what is it called when somebody emails you and it's at the top? Subject. <laughs> Subject. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I call myself a professional editor, and I can't speak. Uh, are you free on 4 through 5 October? And this is from the Independent Hotel Show. Good morning, Dead End Road. I would like to invite you to join us at the Independent Hotel Show, taking place on 4 and 5 October at Olympia, London. The show is complimentary to attend, and you can register your place here. Be inspired and purchase products and services as we present a curated collection of 300 premium suppliers exhibiting beautiful design, the latest technology, and innovative products. To stay competitive and keep up to date with the latest trends, choose from 25-plus free-to-attend seminars and workshops delivered by more than 45 industry-leading industry thought leaders, showcasing true innovative innovation, I'm sorry, and coveted ideas. The Concept Lab presents a hand-picked collection of the industry's most exciting solutions for your hotel business, providing a first look at the possibilities surrounding the future of the guest experience. Should you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact me. I look forward to welcoming you in October. Uh, and it turns out that this is really is a hotel show in London. Uh... I don't understand why this was sent to me or why they think that I have a hotel business. Well, we did discuss the Four Seasons uh, landscaping company. That is true. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. I think this came in before that. Okay. So then I'm at a loss then. Yeah, I don't. And this was sent to the publishing email. Um, mm. And it like it and it. This was probably just autofill, but it does greet me as Dead End Road. Yeah, I don't I don't understand where they could have possibly perceived that I have a hotel or some kind of hospitality business. Um have you stayed at a hotel any time in the recent past? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh no. Not for several years. Um Do you watch the White Lotus? <laughs> like what I Is there any story? I've torrented it. I haven't uh watched it okay um yeah i mean the show's free but getting there sure as shit isn't so i cannot no. unfortunately uh attend the independent hotel show at the olympia london um yeah they'll be missing out they'll be missing your presence there i know because there's 25 plus free seminars <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the, the problem is, is that I am free on four through five October. So, uh, <laughs> sure. well, I mean, do we want to take this, this podcast on the road? 
I mean, we could, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think it might be too late for us to register our own panel, our own free seminar. <laughs> oh, bummer. Well, we could do one like unofficially, like, you know, just outside. Yeah, yeah. Just outside. Set up a booth. I'm sure they'd love that. It's like, hey, you invited mm -hmm. us, you know. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> As always, you can send anything into video at deadendroad.co. Or if you want, you could send shit to the publishing email. I don't give a shit. Publishing at deadendroad.co. I don't care where you send it. Um, so, you yeah. can tell we're desperately, we're desperately <laughs> in need of some, some letters. <laughs> uh, but that was like the most, that, that's the most professional spam I've gotten. Um, because yeah, of, yeah. Because it seems real. You know, they have a phone number and everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's what tells you it's real. <laughs> oh shit! All right, uh, so that was dead letters for this week. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just seeing. Today's Yom Kippur, right? As we're recording. Uh, I think so. Uh, so, so the uh, NBA Players Association just put out a, a graphic for uh, wishing you all a meaningful Yom Kippur, and. <laughs> They put they put some you know like they got some stars of David here and then in the center they have a menorah, which right. I believe isn't that a, uh, a Hanukkah. I thing? think that's the Hanukkah thing. I don't know. If, I don't know for sure because I'm. I, I, but I think so. I believe. I believe that's. I believe that's for Hanukkah. Yeah, I know that it is used for Hanukkah, but is it used exclusively for Hanukkah? Like, is it just? I think it is. Oh yeah, people are lighting them up. Oh yeah. Okay. There we okay. go. <laughs> Somebody, somebody said, uh, happy Easter to you too. And they posted a Christmas tree. <laughs> okay. Terrific. Okay. All right. Um, now should we, do we want to do the Nicki Minaj or should we stay with some movie shit? Yeah, let's, let's stay with some movie okay. stuff. Let's keep it, uh, um, let's keep the continuity. Sure. Um, I have a, I have a thing too. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know you you made a late addition to the show notes. <laughs> yes, I did. Because I couldn't believe. So whenever that trailer for the Dear Evan Hansen movie came out like a few months ago, um, it it, mm -hmm. it sparked the whole thing where it's like, why the fuck did they hire this 30-year-old man to play a uh, like 15-year-old? Um, yes. And so then the movie has now come out. Um, and it just looks absolutely horrifying. This dude, it, 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 look, it looks like, like the horror movie version of Pen15, where, yeah. <laughs> where you have a 30-year-old man, like, interacting with children. It's, uh, it's awful. Um, and so I, I saw this, uh, this uh, lead from the Vulture review of... <laughs> Of the movie, this is from uh, Nate Jones at Vulture. Um, I'm just going to read this first paragraph here because it's uh, astounding. In 2009, Warner Brothers released Orphan, a horror movie about a young child who worms her way into a normal American household using perverse psychological manipulation before, spoiler alert, being revealed as an adult woman. On Thursday night, the audience at the opening night of the 2021 Toronto International Film Festival was lucky enough to be treated to an unofficial orphan remake. It is called Dear Evan Hansen. It is nominally the story of a high schooler who tells a white lie that spirals out of control. It... Yep. 
bravo to that reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. So, so if people have like missed this thing, it's the fact that so this this actor was he was in the stage production of this years ago. Whenever he was like more of age, and so uh, Stephen Chbosky, who was the director, was like, "Oh no, he has to he has to fill the role. He was too good, or whatever." But he's like thirty. What I thought was very funny about this, like, so he's playing someone who's like seventeen, mm-hmm. really twenty-seven. He's twenty-seven. He, so yeah, so that's the he's thing. So he's playing somebody. He's our age. He's playing somebody 17. He's actually 27, but he looks 37. Yes. My so there's God. Like a, there's like a two decade difference oh going on. Oh, God. Here. It's very funny. There was another thing. There was another review. I didn't get the I didn't get the link. I don't know. Um, I should have got the link, but um, they, they had to issue a correction because they, they originally said uh, that they they hated the wig that he was using. <laughs> And they had to issue a correction because they were informed that it is not, in fact, a wig that he's using and that it's his real <laughs> hair. Uh, oh, what a burn. Yes. Oh, um, it, it looks horrible. And then every time this, like, sort of happens and people become aware of the, the, this musical, um, and you 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 find out the plot of the musical. Uh, people are then even further horrified because are are you are you aware of the basic plot? Um, you know I have seen the trailer, but it's completely like left my mind like the details of it. So if you can refresh. Okay. So the basic plot, as I have uh, been informed and as I understand it, is uh. The, the the main character here, Evan Hansen, the 30-year-old, is uh he has a classmate that he doesn't r- know at all um that kills himself. Okay. And so yeah. the the that boy's parents and family think that they were friends through like this weird twist of fate and because he printed out a letter or some shit like that. And so he like worms his way and convinces them him that they were like best friends and invents all these lies about what like this amazing relationship that they had, this friendship that they had, all in an effort for him to sleep with the dead boy's sister. That has to be some sort of construed version of it. No, 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 that is it. No. Yeah, that no is way. it. No way. There was even a scene where he uh, makes out with her on the dead boy's bed. Um, I thought this was just like a, I thought this was just like a tearjerker about like overcoming grief or something. They try to make it about that. They try to. Now, whenever I first heard that, I was like, oh, this is going to be like some sort of like black comedy. Okay. Uh, no, no, this is another thing where it takes itself very seriously. Do you know? Do you know how I first heard about this movie? Uh, how was how was that? From Big Brother. Oh my god! So every every now and then, Big Brother will have like a sponsored segment. Oh Jesus um, look, Christ! Luckily, they are who, few and far between. Who produced this movie? 
Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would imagine it's probably Paramount, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would line up pretty yeah. well. Um, so anyway, so what they did with this was they uh, they themed a competition an episode of Big Brother <laughs> around like this movie around like high school. Oh, then, so more, so more um, thirty year olds pretending to be in high school. It's, it was fairly appropriate, yeah. yeah. Um, so winner of the competition got to see like an advanced screening of this movie what a treat house what a and, treat. and i do feel like i do feel like they found the perfect audience to see this film which is people who have not able to see any movies for the past three months <laughs> <laughs> and would literally watch anything yeah and this is what they got yeah now um um, I'm going to do this again, and this is, this might be bad audio again, but I'm going to send you another image. Okay. And I want to get your, I want to get your reaction. Did Napoleon Dynamite? Now. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> now. <laughs> would, you, would you care to explain what I just said? So this is, um... Kevin, oh god, Kevin Spacey. Um, I don't know the context of this one here. I don't know if I need to. Yeah. But it's Kevin Spacey dressed up, I can only assume as a teenage boy. Uh, if you compare, if you compare, if you compare how he's dressed uh, to uh, this image, I guess, would help. Because I didn't know if you had the Vulture article. Oh, the side-by-side. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that's like straight off the rack they 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 it's the exact same shirt yeah yeah they're probably the same size what, what is this this kevin spacey image from i believe it was he was hosting some sort of because as you can see it says hashtag host i believe um yeah to get that trending um i believe he was hosting maybe it was the tonys or something Oh, so he's uh, dressed up as Evan Hansen. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he's got the cast. Yes, I didn't notice yeah, the cast yeah, on yeah. Evan Hansen. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, that's really rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All things, all things considered, that is brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh shit. That photo needs to be wiped from existence. No, it's getting spread around. It's it's oh. it's very good. <laughs> It took me two seconds to pull that up. Oh, man. Yeah, I wish it hadn't. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, this movie is getting slammed. Um. I believe the, the Broadway um, production, like the actual theater production was pretty well received. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Yeah, so this just seems like a real, yeah. real misstep here. Yeah. Um, oh, and so then the other thing is that, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, they're creating a, uh, de-aged version of, uh, ben of, ben of Ben Platt here for the, uh, for a limited theatrical release. I did not hear that. Yeah. I, is that, is that real? That That's is, incredible. That is real. That is real. Let me see if it I can. reminds me of like, remember when cats came out and people were horrified yes. because like they were, what was it? 
something went wrong with the CG where the cats were looking like I don't I don't even remember what it was, but there was outrage about the CG in cats. This this reminds me of that. Yes. It sounds like a similar similar disaster to that. Um and it's 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 the same as the Sonic the Hedgehog, whenever they first revealed the Sonic the Hedgehog, and everybody mm. was friggin' horrified. Um I'm trying to find the photograph of what they did to the No, this is just other teen boys that have played Evan Hansen. I don't want this. Damn it. But anyway, yeah, they're they're digitally de-aging him. <laughs> and it and it looks so creepy. They're, it, they're using the same technology they use for like Al Pacino in the, in the last yeah. Scorsese movie. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. They did that to De Niro too, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just kind of make him smooth. Yeah. They just kind of get rid of the wrinkles. Maybe they should give him a wig. Right. It's like, yeah, that, it does look like a wig. Totally. It really does. I need to click away from this Kevin Spacey photo on Discord. <laughs> I need to not have this on my screen while I'm doing the podcast. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Can we transition into some good movie stuff? Sure, please. Yeah. Unless you have anything else to say. I, I, I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay, because I wanted to briefly talk about what's been going on uh, with the film festivals that have been happening sure. this fall and and award season as it's it's starting to closer and closer. Um, so we had a Venice Film Festival a couple weeks ago, and uh, the Golden Lion was given out, which is uh, like the top prize, the best picture at the festival. It went to a film directed by Audrey Dewan called Happening. It's a French abortion drama. Oh my god! How- um, hopefully with with much. <laughs> we have to. We have to. <laughs> we have to start. No, I think this is this is probably going to be worth talking about. Unlike okay, the okay, unlike right. the abortion commentary from Gaspar okay. No and James Wan, which I don't sure, know if sure. either of those exist, but. Sure. Um, <laughs> This is this is interesting. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Uh, my favorite movie of of last year was also an abortion drama. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it was Eliza Hitman's uh, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Um, there mm. are two uh, teenagers uh, from Pennsylvania. One of them is pregnant and is unable to get an abortion in her state. So uh, she and her cousin have to travel to New York City. To, to find one, basically. Mm. Um, and so it's basically like a road movie. Mm-hmm. Um, with a very, like, meaningful message behind it. It was remarkable. I highly recommend it. Um, yes, yeah, so this one looks like it has um, a lot of uh, potential here because it won this top prize and it won it unanimously on a panel that included uh, Chloe Zhao and Bong Joon-ho and, and other um, other filmmakers. So um, mm-hmm. that's definitely something to look forward to. Uh, Winner of Venice um, usually goes on to have a pretty successful award season. Uh, the last two winners, I believe, have won Best Picture at the Oscars. Mm. So that'll be something 
to keep an eye on for sure. Um, what I really like about the outcomes at Venice are all of the women filmmakers that have received recognition. So this director, Audrey Dewan, won Best Picture. Um, Jane Campion returned for her first movie in 17 years, which is going to be a Netflix film, uh, The Power of the Dog, that's coming out in December. Um, best screenplay went to Maggie Gyllenhaal for her film, uh, The Lost Daughter. I believe that is her first, that's her directorial debut as well. Mm. Um, so a lot of really interesting stuff coming out of this festival. And it's like part of a, it's part of a promising trend in my eyes of uh, women filmmakers receiving recognition. Um, like last year we had Chloe Zhao winning best director. Mm-hmm. Oscars. It's a big deal. Um, all throughout award season, I saw a lot of uh, films made by women um, receiving recognition. Like I, I was looking back to the Gotham awards from last fall. Um, which like, to be fair, the, the voting body of the Gothams are not mostly critics. Mm-hmm. So they're not exactly representative of what you would get at like the Oscars or some of the more high profile ones. Right. Looking at last year's Gotham nominees, um, best feature, there were five films. Every single one of them was directed by a woman. Just to run through it, we had the assistant, um, first cow. So, um, Anyway, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but uh, the point I'm making is that at Cannes, a woman um, director won Best Picture. At Venice, same same thing. Um, there's been an upward trend in uh, women directors winning, or you know, being recognized um, various uh, ceremonies. So there's obviously a lot of um, progress that still needs to be made, um, especially when it comes to uh, filmmakers and actors, uh, people of color. Um, That's still a a big problem. And then you have like uh, institutions like the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press who are just faster. So much of a disaster that I don't even think they're having the 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 Golden Globes uh, next year. Yeah, which is fine with me, um, (laughs) because those are always ridiculous. Oh, for sure. Um, So, like, this is just the sixth winner um, in the history of the Venice Film Festival. Uh, six uh, women to to have won this this award. So, you know, few and far between. Um, but the last few years specifically, it, it, there's definitely been an upward tr- uh, trend. Um, I'm someone who tries to watch as many uh, movies directed by women as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many great ones. Uh, right, it's yeah. not it's 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 not a, a matter of there not being enough. Of course, um, yeah. <laughs> so. To, to see a lot of these movies that truly are, you know, among the best of, of the given year that they're uh, nominated, to, to, to see them uh, gain recognition is, is, is very promising. Mm-hmm. I trust, uh, I, I trust um, this, this movie uh, happening will have more to say about uh, 
yeah. topic than yes. <laughs> than the movies we've discussed. And it's not me grasping at straws, whatever. There is just a uh, a dead fetus of some sort. In, well, uh, I mean, it's not it's not <laughs> grasping at straws as much as it is maybe um, going like if you're going to thing like that, even if it's just the intention of, of making a political statement you at least be aware of like what you're doing right yeah because it, it's a it's a loaded thing of, right yeah, like so yeah 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 so you know so where do we want to where do we gonna go from here i okay you put this in here and i'm very curious what the fuck is fabio sparkle main okay um so Fortnite season eight. Oh God! Just premiered on Monday. Okay. Uh, along with the new battle pass. And yeah. um, Fortnite tends to throw in a character or two in its battle passes that are sort of like attempting to uh, maybe capture you know, the meme audience. Uh huh. Um. So uh. The latest iteration of that. Let me just pull up a photo for you here. A lot of photos today. A lot of photos today. You can't see any of them if you're listening to this. But uh, <laughs> should this should this be a meme school? Is this? No, not really. There okay. isn't much to it. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, so this is Fabio Sparklemean. Uh, this makes me very uncomfortable. That's the reaction a lot of people have gotten. This makes me very um, uncomfortable. So, if you haven't seen him, he he's a. How would you how would you do you want to describe? <laughs> so so it is a humanoid unicorn, a pink unicorn, a a a buff humanoid pink unicorn. With rainbow, with a rainbow mane, I guess a sparkle mane, if you will. Yes. A rainbow horn, a rainbow tail. He's got some short gym shorts, an unbuttoned sparkle shirt. Absolutely ripped. R ripped to shit. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have hands. He's got hooves, and he's got his arms out like, you know, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Um, and he's got the fuck me eyes. This is this is horrifying. This is this is oh, terrible. This is he thought that was bad. Yeah, it's a built-in emotes. No, no, built-in no, no, emotes. No, of course there is. I'm pulling up the YouTube video for, and that I would like you to play. Oh god! For as long as you can handle. For as long as you can handle it. I'll send is, you the link right now. Is this the Fabio Sparkle main challenge? <laughs> yeah. Why do they do this? What are they doing to the kids? That's that's a good question, and Discord you'll be asking that especially. Like, Discord was like, "Hey, do you really want to click on this?" For a YouTube link? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. This is Fortnite Flake Shake built-in dance emote, all Fabio Sparkle main styles. If yeah, you, you get to see his alternate his alternate styles. If too, you at yeah. home would like to uh, find this for yourself.
goes on okay that was that was 30 seconds now so he's a he's a cereal mascot yeah i mean it's a made-up cereal of course it is but why then why is he sexual well i mean i think you came to that conclusion on your own i don't think there's anything no 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 explicitly why does he he's got his he's got his abs and his pecs out He's got mm. these eyes, like, I, I, I. You saying? Are, are you saying that that's that's a good looking horse? In the standard, in in the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you need me to come out and say it, I'll say it. I think it's a good looking horse. Okay, I think, I think you might have watched all six episodes of Sexy Beasts. Is what, the, is what that might tell me, but like, what? Why did they need to make him ripped? And why are why is his like whole body out? Um. And also, no, wait, does he it. have hands in this now? He does. Yeah. Where did his hooves go? I think his 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 hooves are still his feet, right? But he's got actual hands. Yeah. He's got to be able to grip the cereal box, you know. So does this mean he could take the hooves off, and underneath he has fingers? Well, isn't one of the lines from the emote? There's a party in my hooves. That's that's disgusting. That's if you dis- back up a bit, you, no, you would hear that. No, I'm good. No, you don't I'm want- good. I'm good. <laughs> That's disgusting. This is like a sleep paralysis demon. This is. I feel that there's a comment here. I feel like this emote is the only other reason I would wear this skin other than it looking cool. What have they done to the children? Yeah. What have they done to the children? This is so addicting. Holy crap. What do you there's not even like a melody. What are you talking about? There isn't a melody until you've heard it 15 times loading into a match of Fortnite. God in heaven. This emote is so silly, annoying, but so catchy at the same time. The only magical thing is the box. What does that mean? It's kind of dark when you think of it. The question is, would you roll with this with the Zemo? Would you would you equip No Mr. Sparklemane? You wouldn't. No. Because then I'm looking at his ass while I'm playing, and I don't I don't want to do that. Oh, it's it's too distracting. Well, everything about this is I Okay, you know what? I will give them credit here. I appreciate that the cereal box is different. 
depending on which skin you're wearing. Like they actually changed the box. That's a nice touch. Yeah, I mean they put a lot of they put a lot of uh attention to detail on little things like that with their skins. Yeah. The problem is is that this is gonna be a Lucio O's situation where this becomes a serial. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't think of that, but that's that's definitely gonna happen, isn't it? Yeah. What bothered me about the Lucio O's was that it should have just been Lucy O's. There was an extra O in there. Yes. Yes. Um, and also, Lucio didn't have his whole fucking body out. Which was fine. I mean, you don't need to shame Fabio for, for being who he is. <sighs> the furries... I feel like they get enough, you know? Today. Yeah. Like there's an like there's enough mascots, you know, you know what I mean? You like you know, like uh this is just actually now that I now that I think about it, there is um let me send you another No Let me send you another Fortnite skin. No. This is one of the most this is one of the most popular this is one of the most popular scenes in the game, actually. This is scarier than malignant. This is So there is this one. It's pretty old. Yeah, 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 okay. But, like, something like this is, like, almost in every game now. Hmm. You know, there's something like this in Fallout 4. Except, like, half the head's sure. blown off. Like, there's all there's all kinds of creepy teddy bears. And, of course, nothing is going to top Monokuma. Uh, I don't know what that is. Monokuma from Danganronpa. It's my, oh, it's my okay. fucking yeah. uh, Discord avatar. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just didn't know the name. I knew it by... Yeah, by, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, this horse. This horse is going to haunt me. I, yeah, no. Okay. All right, I got to click off. This is this is my Kevin Spacey. This is like... Ooh. This is, this is, I, don't, I don't think Fabio would appreciate that. I, I don't care. I don't care what Fabio thinks. He's now haunting my Discord. <laughs> He's in there. Oh, what are they doing to the children? I'm gonna sound. I'm mean, gonna sound like one of those reactionary, like you know. I can tell you the amount of sugar cereal that Fabio consumes. Is that it, is that what turns his gonna, sparkle main? Is that what happened? Well, it's not gonna land you those apps. I don't know what that means. Meaning that that's giving kids the wrong impression that they can eat sugar cereal and come away looking like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There. Okay. There's. There's. Uh, there's the picture here of him with a fucking like RPG rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. This is just. This is just bizarre scenes. Just bizarre scenes. That's Fortnite. Yeah. I just can't get it. Like, so this thing's going to be running around with Rick Sanchez. I always go back to Rick Sanchez because it, it looks looks ridiculous. So this is like two weeks after they put Martin Luther King into the game. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's put this sexual wars. Let's just, let's just, let's just, oh God. Okay. All right. All right. 
fuck. Um, <laughs> totally derailed the show with <laughs> Fortnite with does every time. I thought, I thought, okay, all right. I asked. I guess I brought it on myself. I asked what the fuck Fabio Smirkelbane was. I put it at the bottom. I didn't think we would get to. I know. I know. God damn it. Um, where do we even go? <laughs> where do I go? What do I do with myself? Um, should we talk uh, Marvel DC for a minute? Sure. Yeah. 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 Some some pretty exciting. Uh, comic book stuff happening yeah i've been i've been so um, out of the uh comic book everything yeah i mean me too but this is something that um has brought me back in a little bit mm. so um over the past few months i've been dabbling in uh webtoon yeah um, okay are you familiar at all with with webtoon uh f- tangentially yeah a little bit okay so it's a uh, a web comics platform. It is seemingly the most popular in the world. Um, yeah, because isn't there a lot of no. like um like Korean and Chinese comics? Yes, yeah. because I think originally um it was a Korean. I mean, it is a Korean company, but originally I, I believe that's where all the uh, the creators um from. Mm-hmm. But uh, as it as it's grown in popularity, uh all of their series are have localization right um now, now, and there are create yeah correct me if i'm wrong but isn't there sort of like a um a user generated component to it yeah uh they have a, a platform called uh canvas okay yeah okay so basically you have webtoon originals which are when they uh commission series from a creator mm-hmm and they have it like on their featured page. Um, and there are so many. Like they come out with so many new series on a weekly basis. Um, and then you have the whole Canvas platform, which assuming anybody can you know submit to and 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 post their, their comics on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been a lot of cases where a Canvas series will be picked up by Webtoon and turned into an original. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do believe there's a monetization uh, aspect to Canvas as well. I'm not sure so. how good it is, yeah, right? But uh, but yeah. Um. So yeah, I've been reading, you know, on and off some some series. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of their stuff is like romance slash soap opera. That's like a lot of what their really popular stuff is. Right. Right. But there is a decent amount of like horror and fantasy and science fiction and you know thriller and all sorts of genres. Yeah, yeah, genre stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Um. In fact, there was one series I was reading that turned into a Netflix show. I'm forgetting the name of it though. The horror, a horror series, one of its most popular ones. Hmm. I believe. Uh, but anyway, Crunchyroll yes. has picked up a couple and turned them into anime. I I don't know the hmm. name. I think something was called like God Tower or something like that. Sounds familiar. Um, I, I'm not sure the specific one, but yeah, I think Crunchyroll picked one up and turned it into an anime, or like co-produced or something. They 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 do like co-productions with certain studios, um, and I believe mm-hmm. they've done a couple with um that started as webtoons uh, and and adapted them. Yeah, so like these are like the most popular comics in the world now. Right. Yeah. 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 
um, which might be surprising to some people. Do you think like, you know, you think like Marvel, DC, like you think like mainstream stuff like that. But I mean, when you look at the numbers of the people that are, you know, how many people are reading Webtoons? Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Well, well because like um, so, well, the difference, like I would feel, is that Marvel is the biggest, you know, IP in the world. But a lot of those people yeah. that are into the movies and you know all the uh, TV media and everything else, they don't really go to the comics. Uh, Very true. And and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Webtoon sort of like free to read? It is. Um, I actually, I like their, um, I like the way they do it. I, I, hopefully it works well for the creators too. Um, like basically when a new series launches, you'll get three issues for free. Mm. And then, um, depending on the series, there will be another three to five issues available for you to purchase, to, to read them early. Okay. Um, Otherwise, if you're just trying to read the whole series for free, there's uh, one issue released every week. Mm, mm. So basically, you can read them free weekly. You can pay to read a handful of issues early before everybody else. Okay. Um, and what I really like about the platform is the format of the comics. So, like, I read Webtoon comics on my phone primarily um, because they are all formatted to be... Um, Read almost like as if you're scrolling through like a social media platform. Like it's a vertical scroll. Mm. So like just like think as if you're going through your Twitter feed. You're just scrolling vertically, reading. It's it's like a comic formatted in that way. Interesting. Um, which works very well for phones because um, like if you compare it to something like Comicsology, yeah. Um, and you know how they have like their their smart panel thing. Yeah, yeah. Where you can. It'll like transition between from panel to panel. Um, very hit or miss. Uh, it doesn't work with all books very well, especially like depending on like how the artist lays out their panels and whatnot. Right. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's usually not how a comic is meant to be read. Exactly. Um, in fact, sometimes it'll even cut out portions of the art just to make room for like, you know, yeah, often to be able to fit. Yeah, just to be able to fit a panel. Often it doesn't even conform to, like, a panel if a panel is not perfectly square, which oftentimes they're not. And, and that's Yeah, been... unless, you're reading, unless you're reading comics from, like, the 80s or something, where it was typically, like, the nine-panel-per-page Yeah, format. like, that hasn't been the case, like, since Watchmen, like, really. Like, you right. Know? Like, mm -hmm. So, whenever they broke that, that layout. So, yeah, um... Yeah, so like this webtoon format feels like a really great solution to that because it's really the only feasible way to read comics on your phone. Huh. Interesting. Um and so pretty exciting news if you're a fan of Marvel and DC is that a few weeks ago uh DC announced a partnership with Webtoon and they've released a uh their first comic on the platform. Huh. It's it's a Batman comic. Um it's called uh Batman Wayne Family Adventures. Um, it's a slice of life about the Bat family. Okay. It incorporates pretty much everybody from, from the family. Uh, very little superheroing going on. I've read the first uh, three issues of it. Um, it's basically all just like interpersonal stuff between the characters. Uh, you'll have like little um, 
it's structured in pretty clever ways. Like there's one early on where all the characters are, are having dinner at like Wayne Manor mm-hmm. and uh, Alfred is like prepared the dinner and end up fighting over like the last cookie. Right. So like silly stuff like that, but it like fits with all the characters and the characterization is really good. Um, and they're quick too. They're short. Right. Uh, so they're, they're very quick reads. Like, so if you have like a couple minutes that you're trying to kill, it's very easy to just go in and read one of these issues. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really impressed with that. It's exciting. Um, and then on top of that, Marvel just recently, about a week ago, uh, announced an entire line of vertical scroll comics for Marvel Unlimited. Hmm. Um, they've started out with 27 of them, and they plan to have 100 by the end of the year. Um, and they're being written by many of their like top writers as well. Like a lot of the writers that are ri- writing like the main, like for example, the main Black Widow comic. Mm-hmm. Same writer is doing the. They're calling them Infinity Comics, the vertical <laughs> scroll line. Yeah. Um, and so they're in continuity as well. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you know, um, they're not just like, not just like throwaways. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually like in continuity. They, they, they matter. And if you're following along with like what's happening to a character, um, and they're all in that vertical scroll format. So they're easy to read on the phone, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Um, how, how do you, f- again, well, Comic fans are so bizarre, but um, how do you think that like, like normal comic fans, like Marvel DC, will take this? Like, especially if they're in continuity, not side stories like DC is doing. Um, is it bad if I say I almost don't care? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, because like, um, from well, the only thing I can gauge is people on webtoon. Because when you finish a webtoon issue you are immediately thrown into the comments, right? Mm, okay. And it seems like a lot of people are excited about it. Yeah. Um, and it's it, the tone of the comic fits very well with like a lot of stuff that's on Webtoon. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of slice of life stuff. There's a lot of stuff based on like, you know, very character driven. Um, like this fits in very well. I don't, as far as like the, I'd imagine that if you're still following Marvel or, or even DC, you're probably subscribed to their subscription service, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this is all included with that. So, I don't see what the problem would be. Yeah, it's just it's just more. Like, it's not taking the place of any of the main series. It's just in addition to them. Mm-hmm. I, um, I I would just assume if you're like particular about the way that you read comics, you know. Oh, so if like you're um, only reading like physical issues. Well, yeah, but I also mean that, um, so, like, you say this is suited to a phone. Well, um, like, I don't really like reading things on my phone, like, even articles. Mm-hmm. Like, I do when I, you know, I do it, but, like, it's not my preferred way of consuming things. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, what is the case? Like, do you still have an iPad? I do. So, have you have you tried to, like, read these on the iPad? Like, what is the experience of, like, on a tablet? Is it just, Not is it, as, it's not as good. Um, it does feel like it's blown up a okay, little bit too yeah, much. That's what I was worried about. But it's still readable. Okay. Um, I do, I do see what you're saying though. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I feel like if you, if you, if your only option was to read on like a larger tablet, it would still work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the phone is the, um, the target here. Um, 
definitely looks best on a phone. Mm. Is this is this sort of like a format where like you think they're just kind of like pumping them out? Like like you said, Marvel is they got seventy five and they're just gonna they're gonna have a hundred by the end of the year. Is this like since they're so short, you know, and they don't have to do full page layouts where they can just sort of you know crank them? Yeah, these are definitely shorter form than even just a regular comic book issue. Yeah. Definitely easier to to crank a bunch out, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Which I think is fine. I mean, you know, some, you know, you might not always have, like, depending on what you're doing, you might not always have time to, like, read an entire issue. Right, yeah. So, like, it, it, it works, like, in certain contexts. Mm-hmm. I, I, and again, I haven't read these, so I don't know. Like, but it almost seems more like, um, like Sunday newspaper comics rather than yeah, they're more know. they're almost more like vignette vignette. I can't vignettes vignette. Is that yeah. how you <laughs> Christ? Um, but uh, yeah, it is almost like Sunday comics in a way. Um, but like as far as webtoon stuff, like there is longer form stuff on webtoon. Mm -hmm. Um, it really depends on the creator. Yeah. Like there's stuff that you can read in like two or three minutes. There's stuff that takes takes longer. Um, and there's also there are webtoons that incorporate music as well, which I think is really cool. So like, so is it like one track that goes through the the whole issue? Not necessarily. Or is, it, or is it like they're cued between each panel? They're cued depending on how like where you're scrolling, like what like what part of the comic okay. you're in. Yeah. Interesting, um, because there are like ebooks that uh can have that functionality um where uh for like children's books or whatever if you like go so far as to animate specific pages um where if a if a kid like you sort of create like a digital pop-up book where if they touch certain areas of the page and something pops up it'll have um sound effects or it'll mm -hmm. play a song or something something like that um so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, like I think it's really cool when you have one creator who is writing, doing the art, and composing the music. Yeah, all for one series. Yeah. Um, some really like really impressive stuff on on webtoon. Mm -hmm. like the the one the main issue I've run into with some of the the series is localization. Sure, sure, sure. The the strength of the localization can really impact a, a comic. Um, that that varies but uh yeah there's a lot of worthwhile stuff on there i've been enjoying it um like i'm excited to see if dc uh comes out with even more like i think they've only announced this this first um uh, bat family comic for now but yeah uh, they're just sort of dipping in whereas marvel is like making this push for it yeah yeah it's interesting that they've they've dc is like partnered with webtoon but marvel is just doing it themselves right right yeah definitely interesting de definitely different like, approaches but yeah which one is more successful in the long run you know right yeah um what was i gonna yeah i thought that was i thought that was pretty cool um it's it's not as into reading comics as i was like a few years ago but it, right. it's i've definitely like i have webtoon on my phone i'm definitely more will like you know willing to just like open it up and read a few issues of something right yeah if it's that short form um mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. it definitely makes more sense on the phone. And that's something yeah. I would be more interested in than, you know, like a time killer like TikTok or, you know, something like that. Or even just Twitter, you know. Like, why would I why would I rot my brain on fucking Twitter just seeing all that bullshit when I could just, you know, read a quick story of something? Um, yeah, it's a good alternative. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, it, it feels like... It feels like the direction comics should be moving in if they want to sustain themselves. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like a social media platform when you're using it. Like, the interface and even just scrolling through the stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it feels... Like, I mean, it is the present of comics. Like, if you think of Webtoon as the most popular platform, this is what comics are now. Right. right? It's almost like Marvel and DC are just, like, kind of catching They're up. They're catching up. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting because there is a push in not only traditional publishing, um, because publishing is always antiquated and uh, always behind the eight ball on literally everything. Um, and journalism slash, I don't know, like writing on the internet where, you know, like this push for Substack, right? Where, uh, no. okay. So, um, Substack is like a, a, a an email newsletter platform huh. where, um, people can create an email newsletter, right? Uh, and... You can monetize it so people can subscribe to your uh, email newsletter and pay for a subscription to receive your email newsletter. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And then um, a lot of like columnists and writers sort of that had a, a profile at some newspapers and other digital outlets moved off of their uh, jobs from that and switched to a personal email newsletter. Um mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Substack uh, sort of had that in addition to, okay, well, now we're going to um, get novelists to publish their novel uh, in a serial format rather than them, uh, you know, work with a traditional publisher and publish the book as they would. I think Salman Rushdie is the big name that is doing this. Um, mm-hmm. and pretentiously he's acting like he's like sort of inventing serialization, which is, uh, ridiculous because this is how they would do it like a hundred years ago, you know, uh, like, sure. like Charles Dickens, like his books are massive, but they were originally serialized, you know, like that's how books used to be. They were published in like chapter by chapter. Uh, so it's sort of like this recursive where we're kind of going back to, the way things used to be, like where things are being serialized in smaller bits rather than, you know, wholesale. Um, so it's interesting that, uh, like, that's how comics were too. And now we're kind of compartmentalizing that into smaller bits even further. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, and if you look at manga, like, those are serialized as well. But that's that's always been the case where they're, they're they're published in magazines with a bunch of different series and they're told chapter by chapter. Um, right. And then they're like just like, um, you know, Western comics where they're told issue by issue and then they're collected into a trade. Uh, that's sort of the same thing for manga, you know, um, 
but it's just that they're published in a magazine, usually by genre, I believe is the case. I'm not an expert, um, but I think that, that's how I understand it. Like Weekly Shonen Jump is like the big one, uh, yes. you know, where it's, it's all it's a lot of the Shonen uh, series, uh, like the, you know, the, the really popular ones um, are issue by issue or I guess chapter by chapter. I don't I don't know what they break it down into. Maybe they do call it issues. I'm not uh, particularly sure. Um, they're, they're chapters. Chapters, chapters yeah. is what they call it. Okay, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's very interesting that we're sort of moving back to um, older forms while also, like, adapting the ways that other stories are being told. Like, and then you also look at, like, the, te- like, you know, the TV serialization boom that's been going on for, like, you know, 20 years now, where uh, TV has been king for a long time, like, you know, the quote-unquote golden age of TV— um serialized dramas and everything you know are like the biggest thing and overtook movies um for now that even that has like that's that's actually regressed though right Um, that's almost like counter to your point because it's tv has actually gotten shorter that's true yeah but 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 you know Um, but but i know what what you're saying though yeah 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 but um actually to make a distinction uh webtoon they're not called issues i was calling them issues but they're they're referred to as episodes okay yeah yeah see um but it, it's it's very interesting where people are yeah. more willing to have something delivered to them in in pieces rather than uh for you know somebody's gonna you know somebody's gonna argue it's because um because of attention spans yeah yeah of course Which i don't think i don't i don't think is the case but you know that argument's being made of course yeah but then you also have people that um like I don't I I don't think it works for novels um like anymore I really don't um I I at least for established uh creators like I can see mm-hmm. I can see independent writers um who have patrons who are willing to support them um, through a period of time as they're working to finish a work and are eager to receive a continuing story through a period of time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can see that being the case. Um, we've talked about him before, but like Brett Easton Ellis, who is another established writer, is doing this where he's writing that novel and conveying it audiobook style through his podcast every so often. So he's doing right. it too, uh, on his own and then you have like Salman Rushdie doing it through Substack um where I don't think it makes the most sense um I would think people that are looking forward to established writers work would want, want a whole book cuz that's the that's the way that they know that work um yes. and I think the people that want to support independent writers and creators are more willing to support them as they are continuing to um create something uh that way um yeah i feel the same way um i'm looking for a completed work from somebody that i am familiar with yeah yeah um and and to your point like even about tv it's like i usually wait until uh, a season or a series is finished before i go and watch it and and i'm Mm. and i'm i usually don't even watch everything you know like i don't i don't binge watch things um, I mean, neither. but I'd like to control the pace at which I can, uh, watch or, you know, consume something. Um, 
So mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't think it makes the most sense for books. Um, I mean, I'm I'm very um, annoying when it comes to TV because I I really do feel like you're doing a disservice if you're marathoning a show. Right. Um, I think it's you're losing out on so much of of the episodic nature of it. Um, there, there's a lot that you're you're really just like breathing past if you are watching like five hours of a show in one day. Right. Um, but that's that's like a whole that that that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But whereas something like manga, where you have you know One Piece has thousands of issues and it's still going on and on, the production of it. And the same thing with these short form comics, the production of mm. it makes sense to have it, you know, you, you can't sort of create it all at once and then release it. You're, it's oh, absolutely. it's, it's yeah. this continuing thing where you have to keep working on it, you know, like the, the art, the, the writing, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't work the same way. Whereas with uh, TV and, you know, novels uh can be written and then edited and then released and it, it, it the mediums are different so their release can be different uh so it just like reminds me to mention that um webtoon has like two different ways that it releases its titles it's like you have the ongoing series that release one um episode a week mm-hmm. and a lot of the popular like there are series on there that have been going on for years and there are hundreds of episodes um they're still going on like they'll take like seasonal breaks mm-hmm. you know um but then there's also um series that are the entire thing is released at once mm. um and so like let's say a creator has made uh like 40 episodes and they're all released at the same time and you'll get like the first like five or ten for free and then if you want to continue reading you have you can only like one you can only unlock one per day mm. or you can just like outright purchase. Them. Sure. Right. And so then the, so. the, the analog there would be like a graphic novel, right? Like this yes. is, this is one completed story that is written, start to written finish. and drawn ahead of time, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's one completed work that you would purchase. It's yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. It's v- very interesting. I would say. Yeah. Do we want to do this? Infowars thingy. Uh, sure, sure. Okay. Are you gonna do? Are you? Did you like skip over the Nicki Minaj entirely, did, or were you planning on getting to that at the end? Do we want? Do we want? Do we want to do that? I don't know how much time I'll spend on it. Okay. I mean, I just I feel like it probably wouldn't be relevant next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But that's my only thing. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to meme school. Okay. <laughs> meme school. So. <laughs> Everybody probably saw this. Uh, Nicki Minaj tweeted this crazy ass shit uh, about <laughs> uh, her cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because uh, his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. Uh, his friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So she says, just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Uh, and for reference, Nicki Minaj has 22.7 million followers. I think she gained about 3 million uh, since this tweet, which is... Whew. Uh, yeah. Um, 
she also mentioned that she uh in that tweet she mentioned that she's doing her she's working on doing her own research of course um, of course when deciding to whether or not to get that's the best fucking phrase because it doesn't mean it your own research is (laughs) like what what are you what are you doing like what you go on youtube and find some uh cracked out you know, dude that says he's a doctor and says that, oh, yeah, the vaccine causes magnetism, you know? Like, what's your research? Like, ugh. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious. So the vaccine gave him the symptoms of syphilis. <laughs> and so <laughs> his fiance calls off the wedding. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's an amazing <laughs> anecdote. Like it's that that's really I think why this blew up. Yeah, like it did. Yeah, you just said like how outrageous the, the story is. Yeah, um, but it is just a continuation of a of a theme. Um, because a, a few months ago I came across uh this story. Um, it was from uh, Women's Health, and it was about how on social media platforms primarily, uh, w- pregnant women are being targeted by anti-vaxxers. Of course. Um, of course they are. And so, like, there was an example of this woman who, uh, she's a doctor. Um, and uh, on Instagram, she, she was pregnant, first off, right? Mm-hmm. She, she had a miscarriage. Um, and so she posted something on social media about how she got a miscarriage. We, we're doing a lot of... Uh... A lot of, a lot, yeah. a lot of miscarriage abortion content. It just two, it, it wind up that way. It dudes. wasn't. I know it, it seems like it, it seems, seems like, like we're really we, focusing on this. We uh, shouldn't even. Any, any go ahead. No, anyway, I just want to point that well, out. I know. I know. <laughs> um, Christ. <laughs> This week is not going the way I thought it would. I, I, um, well, this is, it's going better than last week, I have to say. Okay. Last week's was a shit show. But anyway, so like an example of what was going on was this woman had a miscarriage. She made a post about it on Instagram. She also had a later post uh, where she mentioned that she had gotten the vaccine, right? Yeah. Um. This was like around, I don't know, February. Um... And what happened was uh, later on, she learns that her images are circulating on Facebook and somebody had taken those photos, swapped out the dates. So let me let me just say she had the miscarriage first Mm -hmm. and then got the the vaccine. vaccine. Yeah. This this person swapped out the dates, photoshopped it and made it seem like this woman got the miscarriage because of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, so she then contacted Facebook, uh, trying to have them remove these this misinformation. That's not gonna do shit. Facebook did not remove anything. Um, she reached out to uh, you know as many people as she could that she was trying to like track the spread of this this post. No, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. I mean, some people were obliging, other people's were hateful, um, as you would expect. Right. So, you know, that's just one example of, like, targeted anti-vax propaganda mm-hmm. um, uh, against against uh, different, like, um, 
communities and, and different different people. Uh, in this case, it was pregnant women. Um, a lot of yeah, a lot of just, it you see is just like just deep fried screenshots of like just a paragraph. You you, you can't even see where it's from, you know. Or sometimes the, the source will be like, oh, World News 101. It's like, what the fuck is that? That's not that's not a source, you know? Right. And it's just, the screenshots are so grainy and like, it's like, shut the fuck up. Go away. Go away. And it, it'll say some yeah. shit, you know, about how the vaccine causes something or it's not effective or, you know, whatever, whatever they're trying to spew. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just... Yeah, like they'll they'll find anything, any reason, any reason at all, just not to take it. You know, right? Because uh, uh, somebody yelling on YouTube is more valuable to them than all the scientific research gathered on this, because the guy on YouTube supports what they want. To right? Hear. Yeah, yeah. The, the, do your research means find the first person that agrees with their preconceived notion. Yes. That's all it is. So and, and this Nicki Minaj thing is so unfortunate because, like you said, 22 million Twitter followers. She's she's right. influential. She she has a platform. She has a, a voice, and and this is this is um this is what she's choosing to put out there. Yeah, her friends, uncles, cousins, brother has big ass balls now. Like you know, like it's <laughs> so it's so outlandish. It's yeah. If any, oh, I was gonna um. Yeah, keep going, because I'm going to look something up. If anybody is swayed by that, it's like, oh, like, come on. Um, and then you have to you have to uh, see this other Nicki Minaj tweet from 2013, where she puts out a call. She says, okay, boys, what's your ball size? Hmm? You got you to gotta put that out there. You got to ask. Uh, and this 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 makes me question. Um, so I have to I have to. I have to know. Yes. Do people care how big your balls are? Like, is well, obviously, it, it ruins uh, weddings. No, it ruined the wedding because the bride knew that that she this dude was cheating on her. <laughs> That's wait, is that the implication? I thought the impl I thought it was just his that balls are swollen because he's got an STD. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> That's what happens. Yes. He's got like syphilis or something. That's why the wedding is off. <laughs> it all makes sense now. That's why. Um so yeah, Nicki Minaj in twenty thirteen is asking, What's your ball size? Like I understand the, the like the like dick size fetish, right? But like mm, sure. Well like ball size? Who, like what? What are you doing with that? You know. I yeah. Do 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 you want him to be big or small? Like what? <laughs> this might be too crude. I might cut this. But <laughs> like what? Are you gonna well, maybe maybe we need to if we want to get people vaccinated. Maybe we do need to claim that they make your balls bigger if that's a positive thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like what? What is the? What is the? You know. But then I guess you don't want like, you know, what is it, the creation of Adam, the uh <laughs> the painting was that Da Vinci? Where he's got the tiny little tiny little peanuts down there. <laughs> I guess you don't want that. I don't know. I guess it's emasculating. I don't know. I might cut this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should mention the the 
Trinidad uh, government has has sort of responded to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, fuck this. Why is she talking? They've, they've investigated <laughs> and they've determined that no, the, the vaccine is not what the cause of, of this. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it, it, the fact that anybody has to debunk this. Oh, my God. The, the, all, the, the whole point of this was, like, she couldn't go to the Met Gala. Because the Met Gala has a vaccine requirement. Oh. And so that, that's her explanation for why she was not attending the Met Gala this week. Because that's her explanation for not getting vaccinated. Right. Okay, but... Now, the question is... She doesn't have balls, as far as I know. Sure, that, that's, I, that's I believe definitely... that she's, you know, biologically female. Um, right, but... so that, that's one thing. Like, also, when she's saying that she's, she's doing her research, like she's working on her research now, right? Yes. <laughs> In September 2021, when the vaccine is, the rollout started in December of 2020. Yeah. So like why 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 now? Why just now? Maybe she just found out. I don't know. <laughs> I mean the the assumption I could make is that this Met Gala is her first first obstacle that she's faced. Where right. vaccine even had to even came to mind. Like she needed to get one. Right, right. Um which, by the way, did you see did you see any of the Met Gala stuff? Uh, I saw the AOC discourse, and I I couldn't. I couldn't. I thought the AOC. I thought the AOC dress was great. Yeah, it's whatever. I I really don't care. <laughs> I mean, I I just think it's funny how people get riled up over something as simple as simple a statement as that. Ah, uh, she know? could sneeze, and they're gonna talk about it. That's true. You know? That's true. Um, and they're trying to like claim that she's um. She's part of like the the wealthy, like the one percent or whatever, and it's like, well, no. Now we have to pull out her um, how much she makes annually in her job, and yeah, we, yeah, thing. we got to pull out her checkbook. Yeah, it happens yeah, every time. It happens every time she does something. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I can't. you know, making a statement like that with a bunch of rich people, yeah, surrounding you is is pretty cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I just I just can't be bothered to care, you know. Did you see Grimes with her uh, sword? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm surprised they let her in with that thing. Well, because it wasn't a gun. But it was a giant sword. Well, it was dull enough that she could have it on her shoulder. Oh, was it? Yeah. It's like a big butter knife. That was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool Met Gala. I guess I just don't get the point. Plus, charity, right? Is it? Hey, you have to pay like I think I heard like thirty thousand dollars. You have to donate to 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 go to it. Where's it go? Like, where's if, the money go? Uh, ooh, I there's um I can look that up real quick. Cause that's the first I've heard that Let's there's see. any any charity involved. Like it's so. Oh yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it's just rich people getting together for the hell. Yeah, it's like such an. It's so beyond an afterthought. Um, I saw somebody call it like Hunger Games, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that does. It is what that looks like. All the all the outfits and shit." Wait a minute here. 
<laughs> no charity? Um, well, so just doing a quick Google search, yeah. uh, the question is, uh, who does the Met Gala raise money for? Um, the night is a fundraiser for the museum's Costume Institute, which is putting on exhibition on American fashion. Um, I don't think they need that money. Yeah, the 2021 gala raised a record-breaking 16.75 million, and is the primary source for the institute's annual budget. Okay. Wouldn't, I don't know if I call that charity. Though. That's not charity. No. That's they're raising funds, but that's not a charity. No, that's a fundraiser. It's from the Washington Post, by the way. So. Yeah. Uh, um. Oof. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Call it a charity fundraiser. No. I guess that's kind of why you have to read the fine print, huh? Yeah. Like, it's not like they're, uh... I guess they kind of are. Is that, like, government-owned? Like, the museum? Like... No, they get grants and shit. Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Why do they need... No, it might be government-owned, because if you have, like, a New York, um... You have a New York library, New York City like library card. You get access to the Met. Yeah. So why are they? No. Um, I just thought the outfits were cool. <laughs> sure. It's 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 a giant. It, it's really obfuscates what's going on here, though. What do you mean? They're getting millions of dollars for. Something. But they're getting millions of dollars from people who have have the millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, maybe they could give the millions of dollars to anything else. Anything else, yeah. <laughs> kind of made the assumption it was like something useful. Something better than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um okay. Oof. That's rough. Lee Pace had this thing going on where he was wearing shorts with, like, a suit. It's like a Weekend at Bernie's thing? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, if I went to one of those things, I'd wear shorts anyway. Sure. (laughs) I think it's been a good one. It's certainly better than last week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like you said, like... Running theme of like, we really, we really brought up a lot of abortion. I know, and I don't feel qualified. We're definitely not. <laughs> We're definitely not. I feel like we've said pretty much nothing about about it, honestly. Even though we brought it up a bunch. Yeah, yeah. What was what, Should... what was the uh, what was the movie again? The <laughs> the one by somebody. That... Uh, the one I was talking about that came out last year. Yeah, yeah. Never, rarely, sometimes. Okay, always. go watch that one. And then what? What was the one that just won awards? Happening. Happening. But that's not out yet. Okay. Well, look. Be on the lookout for that one. Um, yeah. Because that'll be much better than listening to two fucking straight white guys talk about abortion. Absolutely. Whew. Liza Hitman is one of the best directors uh, going today. So definitely, definitely check that one out. Yeah. Um, that was an episode. It was. Still is actually. It still is. It hasn't quite yet. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, hope, hope the sending doesn't, you know, turn you off too much. But um, it probably will. 
Uh, you can follow me everywhere at Denon Road. Uh, you can yell at me about abortion there. Um, or send your hot takes and yell at us at video at denonroad.co. Um, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash denonroadtv, uh, twitch.tv slash denonroadtv. Oh, there's no dot there. What the fuck am I doing? Backspace. Uh, Twitch.tv slash TV. Um, I think I'm going to be streaming some Deathloop soon because I've been playing a little bit of that since that came out. You know, the way I see it, <laughs> the way I see it, yeah. is that when you, have, when you have a law that is taking away a woman's right to get an abortion, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. That, that is a human rights issue. Yes. Okay? Yeah. So as humans, I think it, it, it affects everybody. It does. So... That's that's my my final statement this week, Hunter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube search Dead End Road TV. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm just trying to climb out of a hole, and I don't even know if I'm in the hole. But I, I feel like I am. In the sure. Remember that golf thing? Where they yell? I'm sure they still do that. Do they? I don't know. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, that's like the the only exciting thing you can do as a as a as a spectator at a golf. Uh, golf tournament is yell in the hole. That's true. That's true. What else is there? Yeah. I think we're. we're or, or, um, I'm trying to think if, if there's something else. You don't yell birdie, do you? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, YouTube search Dead Road TV. Get us 200 subscribers. Well, maybe big money, but that's like a price is right thing. That's not golf. Yeah. Well, maybe not anymore yeah. now that what's his face is not there. Uh, Oh, there's some Jeopardy news today. We didn't get to that. Next week. Next week. Um, oh, you know what's funny? Uh, my dad watches Jeopardy, and he told me the other day, he was like, I was very surprised when Mike Richards walked out on the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there, there was the first episode of his, like, two-week run. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bunch of episodes. They're still airing them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we might get to that next week, because there was some stuff that came out this morning. Um, so, yeah. If you got any feedback for us, send it our way. Uh, we appreciate you listening, especially if you stick around to the end, because I don't know if you do or not. So, I mean, in this case, I kind of hope maybe they don't. I don't know what's, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna keep. I don't know what I'm gonna cut. Um, so this was an episode, and I thought it was better than last week's, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows <laughs> I'm going to hit the stop recording button before it gets worse thank you for listening